Welcome to the Business Therapy Podcast, where you'll learn to grow a business that you love and that thrives without sacrificing your relationships or your sanity. I am your host, Master Certified Life Coach, Sarah Yost. Hello, my friends. Today, we're going to talk about how to get out of a negative headspace. So if you are an entrepreneur, if you are a business owner of any sort, you're definitely going to have negative days. And when you're running your life, managing people, creating a business, serving clients, doing all of these things, it's really difficult to do when you're consumed with your own negativity. It's hard to put it aside. So I want to give you some ideas about the most efficient and quickest way to get yourself out of a negative headspace and how what might work and what might not work and for sure what not to do. So I want to leave you armed with an understanding of what's happening, some tolerance for yourself and compassion, and some tools to help you quickly shift gears. So first of all, let me tell you the cardinal rule, which is no decisions when you feel like ass. Okay, you don't get to evaluate, you don't get to make decisions, you don't get to do any of that when you feel bad. And the reason is because your decisions and your evaluations are going to be fueled by your own negativity. So there was a study done, there's a wide body of research, but there was a specific study done where teachers were, oh, I I don't know, teachers were given... um, like some negative news and then some of the teachers were given some positive news and then they were sent off to grade papers and what they found is that the teachers who started the grading process in a positive state of mind graded things better teachers that started the grading process in a negative state of mind graded things more poorly the same thing happens when you're in a courtroom and a judge is going to make more positive decisions at the beginning of her shift than she is at the end. So you want to really think about what mindset you're running your business from, what mindset you're making decisions from. So not just business decisions, but even simple things like if you use shopping to help you feel better when it's one of the ways that you buffer when you don't feel good, I wouldn't trust yourself. Like, why would you want to wear something that you chose when you felt like ass? Don't do it. So cardinal rule, no decisions and no evaluations of your situation or the people around you when you feel like ass. Okay, it's really, really important you need to be at neutral or better. Now, I'm not a believer in like shooting positivity up your ass. I'm not a believer in lying to yourself, but I am a huge believer in just fueling the decisions and the actions that you take with a feeling and a mindset that is useful to you and the people that you serve. So with that in mind, there's my cardinal rule, no decisions or evaluations when you feel like ass. Now. Here's what happens with our brain. We essentially have two tracks. One is I'm fucked and one is I'm not fucked. Everything is okay. (laughs) And there's a lot of gray in between there, but your mind is in one direction, like looking for how you're fucked or one direction looking for how you're everything is is good. And so what we want is we want you to be somewhere in the realm of 
things are working out, things are okay, somewhere in the realm of optimism as opposed to pessimism. Now, if you're in a negative headspace, um, you need to be aware of what that looks like for you. Like what, sometimes you're just so unaware of your own habits that you don't even know that you're in a negative headspace. So you want to get familiar with that. And, you know, how do you behave when you're stressed? What are some of the things that happen? Like, how do you feel? How do you behave? What are some of the symptoms so that you can get a feel for when you're in that space and have some awareness? It also helps if you have trusted people around you who understand and can point out. You know, I remember one time I was in a <laughs> I was in a really terrible space and I I texted my boyfriend. I was at Walgreens and I was like I had to go in the bathroom and lock the door and cry. This is when my my brain wasn't working very well. And um he like did not believe my big drama story. He also wasn't unkind about it, but he was just like do you need a glass of water? Like, do you just do you just need something? It's like good to have people around you who can point out when you're a little off if you can't see it yourself. So those are some first things. And then let me tell you what absolutely not to do. This is what my clients always want to do, especially when they begin to have some awareness about thought work and they have some awareness about their own behavior patterns and stuff is they can tell that whatever they're thinking and feeling and the way that they're reacting, they can tell that it's not logical. And so what they do is they beat themselves up. And that sounds like, you know better than this. You shouldn't be feeling like this. This isn't that big of a deal. Don't be ridiculous. Those kinds of self-talk on top of whatever it is you're spinning out about, super not helpful. It's just not helpful. It's just going to completely keep you stuck in that negative thought loop. It's it's really interesting. When you judge what's happening, it ensures that you're going to keep doing it. So I know that a lot of people think that if you stop judging yourself for doing something, you're letting yourself off the hook or making it so that you're going to keep doing it. And it's actually the opposite. If you want to let go of something, the quickest way to let go of it or move beyond it is to drop the judgment, drop any of that resistance or shame that you create, drop that stuff and just let yourself be negative. Now, I'm going to teach you how to deal with your negativity, but let's talk about this extra step of beating yourself up for having a negative headspace. Okay, so for sure, what you are not allowed to do is beat yourself up. You can just watch the crazy show. It's like just be a little bit of an observer. Just watch the show. So when you can, instead of just being completely caught up in what you believe, when you can watch that you're pretty caught up in what you believe and you're not really able to stop it, when you can just watch it as opposed to beating yourself up for it, it moves a lot more quickly. So let me tell you another story, another crazy Sarah story about this. So I was dealing with my kids. It's not a business example. It's a personal example, but you know, business is personal and how we do one thing is definitely how we do another. And so I was hanging out with my kids. I'm a, I'm a single mom, I've got two kids, and or I've got three kids, but two of them are at home. And they were kind of driving me crazy. And I'd already like, we'd driven, I'd already like pulled the car over because of their bull honkery and whatnot. You know, it'd been, it'd been a night. And then I went to bed, kind of stressed out, exhausted, ready for it all to be over. And my kids didn't go to sleep when I did. So I went to bed, it was quiet. I'm drifting off to sleep. And my daughter starts slamming the cabinet door in the other room. Just slam, 
slam, slam. So I rose out of bed like a phoenix rising from the ashes um, or a crazy woman rising from the swamp, whatever. I rose from my bed and I stomped into the bathroom. And, and the whole time my thought process was like, this isn't going to end well. I just like watched the show. It's like, oh, this isn't, and I couldn't pull myself back, but I knew that I was being completely irrational. And I go in the bathroom and I'm like, I was sleeping and you're being loud. Do you like the way this sounds? And I just slammed the bathroom door. I slammed the door. Do you like that? Slammed the door. Do you like that? Slammed the door. Do you like that? I mean, it just went on. It was, it was pretty crazy. And the whole time I had this little, little voice that was like, wow, this is, this is not going well. <laughs> and then I went to bed went back to my room and it only took a couple minutes for me to calm down and go wow that was really inappropriate and not okay and I it only took a couple minutes I went back out I apologized to the kids I said listen that was all me that was completely my fault I mean please don't slam the cabinet door especially when I've gone to sleep but my response was completely out of proportion I was wrong you're not please don't take it personally I'm really really sorry and I was able to go from beginning like crazy swamp woman rising from the swamp to apologizing to my kids and having some equilibrium within a very short period of time and that's what you want like instead of hoping for never having crazy moments what I want you to hope for instead is just some efficiency that you can cycle through it more quickly let that be your goal as opposed to trying to be perfect so that's what you need to not do is beat yourself up And the reason is because it's just not useful. It just makes you feel like shit and it doesn't work. I mean, fundamentally, it just doesn't work. And we're looking for what does work. Okay. Now, here's something that may work. It works in some instances, but I want you to be really careful. If it doesn't, I'll explain why. So what sometimes works, and this is um, touted by some cognitive behavioral therapists as some good techniques for dealing with your own depression or anxiety is to use logic with yourself. It's like to remind yourself, this isn't so bad. Like if you're freaking out about money, for example, and you're like just completely spinning out because you're afraid you're gonna go broke, and then you try to tell yourself, listen, I have enough money, look, there's plenty of money here, you know, whatever, Um, and you can't believe yourself. You're just like, no, I'm gonna go broke. It's like it doesn't make sense, and you're pretty smart. You can tell that your emotional reaction doesn't make sense. And so sometimes using logic actually backfires. It just makes you feel more confused, creates more confusion. It's like this confusing thought loop because you're like, everything's awful and I'm fucked. And then there's this you know, sort of sane voice is like, no, you're not fucked. Everything's okay. But you can't believe it because you're just hijacked. Your brain is just completely hijacked by your own terror. And in those cases, logic just doesn't work. It just creates confusion and offers an opportunity for you to beat yourself up because you really should know better. Like you really get that you have money in the account and this isn't, this isn't appropriate. Now, sometimes it does work. It just depends on how hijacked your brain is. And that's really what's happening is your brain is just completely hijacked by terror. It's just the complete fight or flight response that's primal. And it's really beyond your cognitive brain. And so what we need to do is calm your nervous system down, calm it down so that you can then use some logic to turn yourself around. So logic is okay. 
um, if it works. So just be really mindful, use it sparingly and only if you're not in a terrible, terrible place, if you're just in a kind of terrible place. Okay, so that's a maybe, but here are some things that will work. Now I want you to think about if your brain is hijacked in this way and you're just completely illogical, like me when I was just standing there slamming the door over and over again, or if you're completely broke even though you have $50,000 in the bank or something, then if you're just hijacked by terror, what we need to do is just get you back online. It's what I call it. It's like your brain is offline. We just need to get you back online, get you back into sanity, back into at least neutral. You don't have to be super positive or feeling great, but we need to get you out of the crazy. And then we can we can evaluate and, and, and do something better. Manage your money differently or parent differently or set up different expectations or whatever needs to happen. So here are some things that may work. One thing that is remarkably effective is gratitude. Now, chances are you know that gratitude is a practice that you, quote, should be doing. Everybody knows that it's a good idea. Now, the reason why it's a good idea is just because it points your brain. It Instead of pointing you in that track of I'm fucked, it points you in the track of maybe I'm not fucked. That's what we want. We just want to get you off of the fuck track and onto the not fucked track, Okay. These are very high-level concepts I'm teaching you here, <laughs> fucked and not fucked. So gratitude, and it can be as simple as, it doesn't even have to be huge things. What it does is it just starts to give you some, some good feelings, some feelings that are a little bit better than that terror that you're experiencing. And it can be very simple. It's like, I'm grateful for my dog. I'm grateful to be able to pee. I really like my bed. Like, it doesn't have to be huge things. They don't have to be remarkable things. They could be just anything that you can just be like, oh, I'm really, I'm actually glad I'm alive. I'm really glad I have my best friend. My dog feels really good. It's like these very simple statements start to restore you, start to just point your brain in the direction that you want it to go. And when you can start to point in the direction you want to go, your feelings will follow and you'll start to feel a little bit better, a little more sufficient. Another thing that's helpful is to think of others. So if you're hijacked in this way and you're in a really negative headspace, you're thinking about yourself. And anytime you're thinking about yourself, especially at that level, you're going to suffer. Suffering happens when you're thinking of yourself. And anything that you can do to get out of yourself, if it's to be of service to somebody else, if it's to, like, you're in public and the toilet paper roll is out, like, replace the toilet paper roll. It's like, just look for ways that you can be helpful. If you're on a walk and you see a piece of trash, pick up a piece of trash. If you're freaking out about money, give somebody 20 bucks. If your child wants your attention, give them your attention for five minutes. Like anything that gets you out of the headspace of what you're completely hyper-focusing on is just, it's going to give you a break and allow your brain to calm down. And that's what we want. Now, usually when you're in a space, what you want to do is solve it by figuring out how to make the circumstance that's bothering you go away, try to problem solve. But again, let me remind you, you're not allowed to problem solve when you're in that space because your brain just isn't functioning with the intelligence that's available to you. So gratitude is remarkably effective. Thinking of others, 
remarkably effective. Doing anything else other than focusing on yourself, anything else, like go watch TV for an hour, do something that forces you to laugh. What we're trying to do is just change your brain chemistry. Literally Googling YouTube videos of people laughing for 10 minutes, whether you like it or not, it will force you to laugh. It's really weird. Laughing is contagious. So is yawning. (laughs) So that works. Watching TV for an hour. If you can read a book or listen to a book or listen to a podcast, listen to music, move your body, go for a walk, exercise, literally anything that is not hyper-focusing on whatever's driving you crazy, particularly things that are physical. Like I don't want you to go for a walk and then just listen to your head. Go for a walk and listen to music that feels good. Go for a walk and listen to something funny or engaging. Like just give your brain a break so that it can calm down. It's kind of like you can think about whatever problem that you're hyper-focusing on. You can think about it kind of like a blister. Like if you've ever had a blister, Um, where your shoe, you know, if your shoe rubs your foot, then it just gets irritated. And the more you focus on it, the more irritated it gets. What you need to do is take your shoe off and give your foot a minute to heal. That's what you need to do with your brain. You need to just stop. Just do it. Go take a nap. Do anything to stop from hyper-focusing on the problem. Also, a reminder is that your problem is not due to the circumstance you think it is. It's due to the way that you're responding to it, whatever perception you have about it, whatever you're thinking is creating this feeling state. So we want to change that. We want to change your perception and change your feeling state, and then you can assess the circumstance that's driving you crazy. Okay, so I hope that's helpful. This is, you know, this is uh, an emotional intelligence skill set. But it's going to allow you to be much more efficient and make a lot more money and a lot, have create a lot more success in your business. Okay, hope it helps. I'd love to hear your experience with this and any problems that arrive if I can help. So talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Business Therapy Podcast. Please go to iTunes and leave a review. It is the best way to get this podcast out to the people who need it and to reach me for coaching inquiries or to ask questions or to make recommendations for upcoming show topics, you can visit my website at www.sarayost.com.